Hello everybody. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about something a little different. If you ever watch the WWF or IWA or any kind of wrestling that was principally designed for entertainment, you must have come across the name Hulk Hogan. And today's movie is titled Nobody Speak, Trials of the Free Press. It's a 2017 documentary actually that details a case Hulk Hogan had against Gawker Media and it tries to show you a couple of things with regards to how the media tries to fight to speak or to be free or to say what they want to say or write what they want to write again and it also tries to show the selectiveness with regards to what has happened to media and how media appears to say certain things to favor certain parties and to say certain things that do not favor other people so in today's documentary like i have said the title is nobody speak and it's directed by brian mappenberger also written by the same person hulk hogan as himself his lawyer and everybody principally is the documentary so it has people who actually act as themselves my name is Dem, and i will be having this conversation with onyeka onyepe and we try to make sense out of it and we will see you on the other side of the conversation Nobody speaks. What a name. I mean, it's like keep quiet. Nobody nobody should say anything because I mean, we need to control <laughs> what you say. <laughs> we need to control what you say. Mm-hmm. So don't 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 talk. Or you can say this, but don't say mm-hmm. that. So today we're going to be talking about uh, yeah. this documentary called Nobody Speaks. You know, <laughs> Man, when I saw, you know, the poster, first of all, you know, like when you turn on your Netflix and you see pictures, it's, it appears that sometimes they, they mix up the pictures of one particular film. For different, for, for different areas, you might have different posters. I have a picture of Hulk Hogan. I have a picture of Hulk Hogan. But I have a picture of Hulk Hogan slapped on, on my own. And it immediately got me interested. I said, ah, nobody speaks. And they have Hulk Hogan. Well, just a little um, a synopsis because sometimes if you want to give us a synopsis since you recommended the movie, let's let's go ahead. Nobody speaks is a, is a movie about um, basically about press gagging. It's a film that tries to highlight the the lengths people may go through to stop the press from doing their job. It touches on the First Amendment. It touches on a little of everything regarding what people are what the pre-press is allowed to let people know about things basically uh, you know it's for me it's a documentary i it's it's two things yes it is we cannot every you know the thing about documentaries is that each line can be exhausted to the max and there's an opinion yeah. on each thing because you see i found that documentary very informative it's, it's unbelievable i i mean i can't even we we cannot exhaust this in three hours the thing is, I found it quite informative because, you know, I had stopped watching, um, not that I had stopped watching WWF, you know, when they turned it, when they brought it to DSTV yeah. at some point, I, I I pretty much came back in because I used to PVR it and I didn't have time mm-hmm. to watch it. So I would try to catch up during the, the times I could watch TV on my, um, on my Explorer then. 
and uh, so I used to watch a little bit. Of, I didn't even know that Hulk Hogan was like out of the WWF you know, issue. I didn't know really. Yeah, for some of these brands, they they own your image rights, so you might not be working for them, but they might be showing your old games, and it looks like you know you're still making money from them or getting royalties. Yeah, but so I think you, I think that was the case. That was the case, but you pretty much cannot have new. You cannot have new. No, um, no, you cannot no, participate no in the money. new fights. Yeah, no money, no participation, no guest appearances, no guest commentary, no any of that. You're pretty much cancelled. Yeah, as they say, cancelled. <laughs> yeah, cancelled, cancel culture. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. um, first of all, uh, you know, most of the times. From watching this documentary, I just felt that it was going, it has to be important, first of all, for anybody that may listen to this to understand some of these things and how we understand. So I just decided that before we get into this conversation, let me first of all define what the First Amendment is because sometimes we just breeze through Thank this thing. Thank you very the much. First I was Amendment. about to ask you <laughs> that, please. What exactly is the First Amendment? The, the First Amendment. And I am, in fact, I choose a law website and i'm reading from like the cornell university websites under their law legal column and it says there boldly first amendments now it says here that the first amendment guarantees freedoms concerning religion expression assembly and the right to petition it forbids congress from both promoting one religion over others and also restricting an individual's religious practices it still continues here now the first amendment also guarantees freedom of expression by prohibiting congress from restricting the press which concerns what we're about to talk about or the rights of individuals to speak freely it also guarantees the rights of citizens to assemble peacefully and to petition their government that's the summary of the first amendment and uh, okay. i think there's more you understand which is like it yeah. continues you know amendment one congress shall make no law respecting an individual there, there's a lot so because mm -hmm. you see illegal you know the reason when you see all those well, lawyers, basically uh, it you should allow people uh, have their religion, the right to express, mm -hmm. the right to assembly, and the right to petition. Yeah. And now we're talking about nobody speaks and um, talking about the freedom of the press. Okay. From my own perspective, I, I want to just tell you what I thought about this film. And um, now there is the part that okay i think most of us who have been in these conversations i mean we've did we've done discussions talking about the insider and how you know corporates try to use big tobacco money and all that to influence certain actions with regards to freedom of the press make sure that you don't talk about the fact that cigarettes are dangerous to you and things like that and you talk about how you know some parts of it we know there are some parts of it i i kind of found in um, i mean interesting what were your high points of this movie for me a major thing that struck out to me was i think the tone i am i will feel for for once in our discussions i'm almost very biased in one direction as much as i believe in the first amendment 
I also believe that because people have a right to um, speak about certain things, there should also be limit to what is spoken about or what is what is spoken about generally. Not Are you that talking about privacy. Any... Yes, privacy. Okay, I think that's now, the word you're trying to put out there. Yeah. And maybe we have I, to define what that is too. Go ahead. <laughs> now, while I know I have no problem with them revealing news because for certain things I don't care. If I hear about the sex life of even a politician, provided it's not being done with someone that can't get consent, provided it's not being done with a minor, I really don't care what a politician or a public official is doing with their sex life. Provided they're not stealing funds to do it and you know all those sort of things in the case of Hulk Hogan and stuff if i had, if i was american because i actually heard about the story but this was the first time i actually really knew about the story to show you how i ignored it i'm mm. like okay Hulk Hogan cheated or he cheated on his wife okay you know i moved on you know yeah. i didn't care but for someone that you know probably has this whole mr america type image you know the hulk hogan for his own private life to have been put out in a magazine that enjoys doing that sort of thing once he complained about it i felt they should just you know the thing has already come out it's the age of internet people have probably already seen the story you can just you know say okay we understand that this offends you or something Maybe find a reasonable solution to it. The fact that they try to double down and, you know, expose it like this is something that the world must know. I just feel personally, I feel that that's unnecessary. You have your first amendment to report things that are valued. There's really no value saying that this guy cheated on his wife. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, actually it's a good opinion, and I promise you, a lot of people will share that opinion to a reasonable extent. And even mm-hmm. myself, I feel that there should be a thin line between you know what should be out there and what is private. But yeah. you see, the, the thing here is that according to this story, and this is my own understanding, and I consistently remain open to correction where available here's my interpretation of this story hulk hogan went on national tv he went to the howard stern show yeah he went all over the place he went all over the place and he (laughs) talked about himself he talked about himself as in you know how he he talked about the whole the whole um sexual escapade he talked about the Mm -hmm. whole event of how he supposedly slept with his friend's wife because in this story they are friends because maybe i'll, I'll just give a synopsis yeah. of this story it appears that for some reason or the other hulk hogan sleeps with his friend's wife and his friend knows about it i still mm-hmm. stand to be corrected and they made a video in an era where they have all this sex tape um you know the sex tape um, era where the kim kardashians and the paris hiltons and the rest of them were releasing um you know sex tape for commerce as in mm-hmm. they release it there and they make tons of money off of it mm-hmm. now here's the thing it appears they had to there was some kind of mutual consent of which hulk hogan himself goes into the media itself mm-hmm. he talks on every available talk show pretty much boasts about his sexual prowess which includes even the size of his manhood mm-hmm. now the the thing i have here is that okay the big question here is that okay You've said all these things outside. Now, Gorka decides to publish it as a story. Excuse me, that you've already said. 
Do you yeah. understand? You've already is out there. It's not like we are breaking the story. I know that there were some things behind the scenes where they said they sent it to an editor in Coca or something like that, and maybe they broke the story. I'm not really clear. I can't remember exactly the details of that part. But this was something he willingly went outside and was telling everybody. Okay, so now we publish it as a story. It becomes a problem. You take us to court. He takes Goka to court for every dime they have. And here's what I find fascinating. I mean, this was like a whole education to me. And I don't know. To me, you know, the fact that corporates are, are, are trying to shut up the press, it's not new to me. But this was the part I found very interesting. I found this whole Superman, Clark Kent, legal, hocus pocus, very interesting. Okay, here's the thing. You come on a stand and they ask you questions and you said, you went out there and said you have a 10-inch manhood. And mm-hmm. listen, you know, he says, okay, his name, because the case is Bolea versus Goka, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Bolea versus Goka. So, Hulk Hogan's real name apparently turns out to be Terry Bolea. Yeah, Terry Bolea. So now, they ask Terry Bolea that you went on TV and said that you have a a, a 10-inch manhood. And he says, no, that Terry Bolea does not have a 10-inch manhood. That Mm -hmm. it is Hulk Hogan that has a 10-inch manhood. Mm -hmm. Now, this is what starts getting me confused. Because you're trying to tell me, okay, if we're talking about Superman and Clark Kent now or Peter Parker, Spider-Man, that's fine. But I don't understand. I, I, I used to have the assumption that um, if something happens to Clark Kent, probably there will be no Superman. If something happens to Peter Parker, Spider-Man will be dead. Mm-hmm. But what I found, the biggest part that I found interesting is that what he did turns out to be legal. And yeah. it has a term called puffery yeah which you are actually allowed Mm -hmm. in perfect terms to in advertising to you know to promote something beyond its actual you know the way it is you know like they said you put a woman in front of a car if you're driving this kind of fast car you're gonna get the girls and all that kind of thing you know Mm -hmm. and i'm i'm like oh oh it's perfectly legal and then you bring it in a court of law and you enter it as a discussion of which any judge listening to this will have to look at it through the framework of the legal system because you see no matter what happens they look at all these things through the framework of the of the um, of the law and mm-hmm. that is basically that's what judges are supposed to be i mean unbiased and, and objective and if they look at it and it pans out and it appears that oh in reality a terribolua, a terribolia uh-huh. had a case, but a Hulk Hogan is a totally different entity. Yeah. And the case actually is a Bolea versus um, a Hulk versus Gorka. Yeah. So Bolea versus Gorka. Yeah, a Bolea versus Gorka. Do you understand? Yeah. What 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 is that about? You know, when it comes to legal battles, I actually get where he was coming from. When I was, I used to watch this. Um, legal program, Boston Legal, yeah, uh, with Danny Crane and, and you know, and, and I used to see wonder at the marvel that the American law could get up to. But in the end, I I kind of get, I kind of understand this because if, for example, this movie uh, Avengers, uh, 
where Captain America is played by Chris Evans. In real, like, in real life, there's no Captain America. There's nobody that has been alive since World War II that has a shield that, you know, that can, that's indestructible, almost sort of, that can dodge bullets. He's very strong. He can love jump very high. He doesn't exist. But the character Captain America actually does real life events. He does shows and he, 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 well, you know, something happens, he can say, oh, this is Captain America speaking. Things like that can happen. And if based on his persona as Captain America, you feel he's someone that has been alive since 1940 something. If you now release a tape that damages Chris Evans, the real life person, Oh. based on his Captain America persona. He can say, I am not, in this matter, this is not a matter of Captain America maybe slept with somebody. Chris Evans slept with somebody. You understand? What? what are you telling <laughs> <laughs> You understand? <sighs> I didn't come here and say, oh, this is Captain America doing the do or whatever. I was doing something. You understand? Yeah. And so... The Hulk Hogan had the persona of being larger than life. You know, he did this, he does that, and all those other things. In that case, to make his case stick, because we all know that is one of the same person. Because Hulk Hogan is not some, yes, he's an entertainer, yes, that's his brand name. But we all know that Hulk Hogan and Terry Bola are one of the same person. But the truth is, because Hulk Hogan is a brand, anything he says under Hulk Hogan can be put in the whole bracket of, uh, what's that, what do you call it, puffery. Right. And that makes it legal. That that creates the and window. It's legal. It... Yeah. So Hulk Hogan can say that, you know, he can he has been shot 10 times and nothing will happen. Oh. And if you shoot Hulk Hogan and something happens, he'll say, well, I was walking down the street as terrible. Law. I didn't tell you that, you know, he can do that. Are you serious? And that's what the law was trying to... Yeah, that's what the law this was trying to... This brings to mind somebody like 50 Cent. That is, I don't know his... I've forgotten his real name. I'm sorry. Uh, Curtis Jackson. Curtis Jackson. Uh, Curtis Jackson. Yeah. So, Curtis Jackson can bankrupt. say, I was not shot nine times. It was 50 Cent that was... <laughs> it was 50 Cent you that was shot no. nine times. No, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just giving it as an example. Do you yeah, understand? exactly. Because, exactly. I mean, that makes it pretty much... I, I can decide now that I want an alter, alter ego. For example, let's say um, um, Curtis Brothers or, um, you know, like um, then also Snoop, Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg, okay. Mm -hmm. Snoop Dogg mm -hmm. is this character that is this and that and this. Okay, let's say a crime happens involving Snoop Dogg. Who do we arrest? Mm -hmm. Just an example. Now, the, the reason I'm saying that... I, I'm, I said that to say this because, you see, as a non-lawyer, because we are both non-lawyers, we don't... Um, we are i mean we just watch these films and we try to give our own opinion and how it relates yeah. to society and everything and that is fine now the question is because if you watch that film basically they gave an analogy after having this whole hulk hogan terry Bollea thing they gave an analogy you know talking about donald trump and they put his um celebrity apprentice show and he says that um he talked down about women and you know the whole press was going halabaloo about how he was going to they were going to get on him because he spoke down about women and it turns out that he uses the same thing the fact that the donald trump persona on the apprentice mm -hmm. is some kind of superman clarkent alter ego of which you do not it, that that space becomes untouchable now mm -hmm. I have heard somebody say this before, you know, I've heard some, some preacher say this thing before. He said that when he comes on the stage to preach, 
that he mm-hmm. becomes he comes with he is no longer the same person he becomes a pastor so so and so Mm-hmm. But when he comes off that stage from ministering, mm-hmm. he is now Mr. Soso and So. I'm just using all these examples to classify what we term as alter ego. I am just mm-hmm. trying to ask the question of what is the place of responsibility of the crime Superman went to commit, and then he, he if he if he is if he appears to be the most wanted person, are we going to hold? Clark Kent. If Clark Kent decides he does not want to be Superman any longer, are we just going to go and who are, who are we going to look for? Who are we going to hold responsible? I mean, I'm just, I mean, I'm just asking. Yeah, you, you can. The, th- the thing is, the, that's, and now that's the funny thing. If Hulk Hogan, for example, or Terry Bellore, if Hulk Hogan had committed a crime as Hulk Hogan, whoever is wearing their avatar or whoever acts Hulk Hogan, the brand Hulk Hogan will be arrested. Isn't that now, a crack the in is, the whole system of this puffery and legal it, system? It's the law. <laughs> it's <laughs> the law. Because, because the thing here is now, it's not that uh, uh, Terrible Law has tried to get off a crime. He's not trying to get off a crime. He's trying to say that his persona, the, the, the sex tape, was basically trying to confirm or disprove his persona as mm. someone that had a 10-inch manhood and all this and all that. Yeah. And he's saying that his own issue with, with it was, yes, he understands them point bringing out the video, but it's one thing for Hulk Hogan to be bragging on TV that, oh, you know, I can do this and I can do that. It's another thing for there to be a tape of the person that is Hulk Hogan behind the scenes actually doing something and he's not what he says he is. Do you understand the, the slight difference? Because there were there were articles about it. There were shows. Even he himself had gone out and he, he said, you know, crazy stuff. And yeah. it wasn't an issue. It became an issue when a real video, because we all know the difference. We know that, yes, there's Hulk Hogan and we all know that that is one and the same person. So if a tape comes out of, in quote, Hulk Hogan having sex, Mm. If it's not a movie, that means okay, he's this person is actually sleeping around with somebody, and because it caused problems in his life with his wife, mm-hmm. it became an issue. I don't think it have been an issue if it was a single guy. It became an issue because come on, you guys are now destroying my marriage. Maybe she doesn't know about the arrangement I have with the lady in question. And I am saying there's a responsibility for the alter ego. That's all I'm saying. I'm saying that there needs to be some kind of responsibility for the alter ego, and that the alter ego should be tied to because you see i don't know i may be asking the dumb questions the the, the reason that's causing this problem is because wwe is a live action show and because it's a live action show we tend to forget that those guys are actors Mm -hmm. so um hulk hogan uh papa shango ultimate warrior Mm. all these people are all actors there's no Papa Shango walking around in real life holding a, a, a skull and switching off lights. <laughs> it doesn't exist. It's probably, or the Undertaker. His name is, prob- his name is probably J- Jamal Shaquanda. Jamal Shaquanda, so, yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, know? you understand? It's just the same so thing. The issue, so the issue now here is, okay, where, where, in things like this, how do you separate the brand from the real person? Yeah. And, I mean, we're talking about you're trying to give somebody a $100 million lawsuit at the same time as you're trying to give them $100 million. So now, the, the, whatever they wrote about that you're accusing them of, you're now trying to distance yourself and you're laying claims. Okay, I think we've dwelt on this um, because that, that particular one, we put it out there. Now, 
Yes, yeah. the, the the real the the film basically the, the the film really does not dwell on that. I just pre- pretty that, much just found yeah, it fascinating. The, the, yeah, I, I found it quite fascinating because here underlyingly, I'm like, I think um, from my understanding is that Hulk Hogan had a little bit of money problems after he got cut yeah. off and things like that. And on a normal level, he wouldn't have been able to pay for the lawsuits that he was filing against Coca. And he stood, he had a great chance to get a lot of money from Coca. It appears now two things. Number one, emotional damage to Terry Bollea is one thing. He now kind of like removes that from the main thing in the legal process to exonerate mm-hmm. the insurance company from paying damages so that the 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 whole the whole brunt of the damage will fall mm-hmm. on Coca. But mm-hmm. it appears that yeah, it, 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 apart from the fact that it felt petty, it felt premeditated to start with. Yeah. That is, it wasn't really about somebody getting hurt. It was more about trying to punish Gorka for bringing out a publication. And you see, this leads to a question for me is, now, does true journalism need people like who may be radical? Like, because you see, truth now is bitter and truth hurts some kind of people. Now, truth... That is told about some penniless guy lying on the streets. Let's pretend he went and slept with somebody else's wife. There's nothing he can do. But truth Mm -hmm. that talks about a big guy that went and slept with somebody else's wife. Somebody who is supposed to be some kind of role model. Understand that cartoons were made about certain most of these characters like MC Hammer and all these people. And children watch watch all these cartoons. So whether MC Hammer and I don't know what his real name was and everything, where we are talking about, I feel that, I mean, it may not be within the legal confines of legal, of the law, but there needs to be some kind of responsibility. I think we are responsible for what we, we, I think there may be parts of the law that will give accommodation to protect certain parties of, with regards to media, because I mean, let us look at a situation where you know um people come out here and say eat certain kinds of food and do this particular kind of thing and then um this will happen um, to you but you see i I, look the thing here is that i don't know that we are going to have a straight answer with regards to um (laughs) this whole superman clark kent issue but let's just let's let's just know that at least one thing it was a huge eye-opener for me i learned exactly what the meaning of puffery in advertising is and i understand that that particular move since Hulk Hogan sat in a court of law means that it was pretty much legal. Now, the main bulk yeah. of this whole story is it's trying to show you that, okay, the Hulk Hogan story, it appears that the owner of PayPal actually invested money because he had a some grudges in the past with um uh-huh. with Gokka, okay. the publisher. And we see it was more about pumping money in the case, like from the underground, as in not being visible but he's like trying to get Gokka for every single dime that they have to shut them down. he wanted to shut them down and and this is this is where the whole brunt of the story now is with regards to people with money who don't like what is being said about them in the media and mm. because they have this money and we are talking of a first amendment that gives the press freedom to talk about everything they want to talk about you know we talk about freedom of the press but it appears that the freedom the so-called freedom of the press is not so free because you see 
it's 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 becoming selective you can't say certain things about certain kinds of people because i i i i cannot help the fact that watching this thing only re and regurgitates most of the things that we have been talking about with regards to the cnn and the fox news media and the msnbc media and the general media or the, the whether whatever you call it because you see everybody has some kind of board of directors that you're answering to mm -hmm. are you asking all the questions really are you asking all the questions or are you asking questions to some politician that you feel is convenient i mean the other day i think was it nancy pelosi and um wolf blitzer they nearly quarreled oh. on them <laughs> oh, <laughs> on they, well, you that see that you, you see why is it epic because i mean i'm asking <laughs> you i'm asking you the question answer me this, this uh, 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 <laughs> i mean it boils down to it boils down to the whole thing that media is selective in terms of yep. like so and then i think was it um yesterday was it yesterday um donald trump went to nbc to do his um a, a town oh. hall meeting and a lot of people were questioning why did he go to nbc and have such a hard time <laughs> because the woman like it appears she tackled him left right and center instead he would have gone to his friendly favorite now. now apart from that because this really to me is not a political thing it's more of a first amendment thing now we are mm -hmm. we're talking about how free can the press really be is there such a thing as freedom of the press is that a real thing or is it just something we just talk about like in america could talk about and to make it um, sound nice i think i think you know it's 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 a very difficult topic to talk about without um bringing up other biases or having to bring in so many things because when you talk about freedom of the press we can even see that the press the press on their own have their own bias and if the press on their own is biased towards a certain person or towards a certain individual or certain kind of of person in society already they are not necessarily being free they're just reporting their own opinion of facts of events the free the press now are trying to be free and all these things sometimes they they end up going against people and i feel if you're going against people or you have you feel you have a right to be slightly offensive or to push boundaries i it opens up a Pandora box of people also going the other way of saying okay fine i also have a right to sue you or I have a right to push this as generally as they fight go, back as far as i can go legally yeah that's fighting back yeah as far as i can go legally you know there's some things you're not allowed to say because they say yeah you know this freedom the freedom to express where does it end where does it begin you know people say you can't say certain things but if people can say one thing why can't people say another thing you know it's it's a very slippery slope that's why I, I, I got confused there. For example, somebody comes up and says, this person is, is um, homophobic. Yeah. Okay, you say this person is homophobic. Okay, fine. You have a right to say this person is homophobic. The person that is homophobic has a right to be, to say things in the opposite direction. You understand? You know, like I remember the, the Charlie Hebdo issue when, you know, they, they made a cartoon about Mohammed and it mm. caused religious riots everywhere. They were like, you know, you guys shouldn't offend Muslims. But okay, people are like, they offend Jesus Christ every day. So they have a right to offend Muslims. 
But now it seems as if you can't offend people of a certain religion, but you can offend people of another religion because your beliefs go a certain way and your beliefs don't go a certain way. You understand? Yeah. You know, ah, that's Islamophobia. But I never heard anybody say that that's offensive. That don't say that about Jesus Christ or don't say that about the Virgin Mary or don't say that about this or don't say that about that. You know, so when you start opening up the box of, okay, freedom is people can do what they want to do. You know, provided there's a court of law that judges cases based on reason, the person can afford to sue. So if someone can sponsor a newspaper or an article or somebody can anonymously give up a source of a man having consensual sex with another woman, somebody can also sponsor his case against you if he chooses to take you up in court. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really it's the it's thing a about it's a, slippery, it's a slippery slope. It's a rich guy beating up on a small, you know, private company. The, the thing is, the thing is that yeah, the, it's yeah. legal. It's legal. It, it, it's provided the, the law, the framework of the law makes it permissible because whatever case is decided is decided within the windows of the the first the the the, the, the constitution and the law itself that is provided with regards to that particular thing all me i'm looking at here is that okay if we talk about a slippery slope there are a lot of things that need to be defined i feel needs to be clearer but you see it's hard that is why the law cannot be static and that is why it just keeps evolving because there are some amendments that need to be made here because society is changing to adjust one particular aspect of thing i mean we're talking about we used to have a traditional newspaper you know, my father read the Daily Times. I remember very well because I used to look at that um, guy, the, the comic oh, books yeah, at the back at the yeah, yeah, yeah and all those I, things. I, I yeah, so we 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 it moved from that era to the online media where just with the click of a mic mouse now somebody has published something, some friend has shared one video that the media will pick up and create their own version of the story about it and it goes viral so a lot of things have to be defined as we go along but you see let us come back to journalism and what the press is what is defined as truth now and you see we talk about the ugly truth i'm using an example about the, the gawker guy in this film he said i wanted to write true things about bad people that was what he said and he said he yeah. wrote about a guy called bill o'reilly and somebody said to him nobody punched bill o'reilly. bill o'reilly and okay but uh i don't know what the details of the story was but it appears he, he wrote something about him that he did and it, the, the conversation now shifts to what is true and what is true should not be said what should be private you know a, a lot of mixtures of things and now i'm saying that okay freedom of the press they should report anything and everything but if he if he now says something about some man on the streets mm -hmm. that doesn't have money it goes out into the media that man's life is ruined there's nothing he can do he has no money he cannot take them to court so he basically is the victim so now journalism and press will not have to come to the the era or mutate into an era where we don't say things about certain types of people and we have all now mutated to a part where everybody has their own funding. You know, the Fox News has their own funding, the CNN has their own, so nobody cares. You can say something bad about the other person that has money against the other person. So it's like now factions. And at the end of the mm -hmm. day, we are in a place where nobody even knows what the truth is. We do not know yeah. what the truth is. 
we we turn on the tv we listen to this side of the story you listen to that side of the story both sides are very conflicting we don't know and sometimes when i watch films like this i just tend to see how we got here because it appears that this film tends to cite this Bolea versus Gorka case as one of the early cases that started talking about, you know, impeding on freedom of the press. You know, the way they cite Roe v. Wade mm-hmm. and they cite all this mm-hmm. Brown versus um, Board of Education and what it's changed, you know. Yeah. And Mobegefell, um, you understand, and the rest of them. They brought about this particular um okay, that's how the documentary kind of cites it and it to me just appears that okay these films are um this particular event um i kind of see why it should be cited because i don't think any other one was um was used i kind of see why it should be cited and everything so major because this hulk hogan is is, is the national figure they use they they use yeah they use they used it and everything okay in this story first of all because you see the part i won't lie to you that i agree that I think sometimes these media people can be kind of very, very brutal. This the lawyer, Hokogan's lawyer, actually gave Gorka a chance to pull off that thing from the website and they will walk away. Yeah. Do, 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 you, do you see what I mean? Because I mean, let's let's look at it critically here. Okay, look, we're gonna sue you for a hundred million dollars. And now we are saying, look, pull this thing off your website and we'll walk away. Now, there are two parts of this story. There is the the man with money that wants this thing to go away and mm-hmm. he has the money to make it go away to pay a lawyer that will talk to the news media to clean it get mm-hmm. it out of now on the other part there's a media enterprise that wants this thing to be out there because if it gets out there it probably will make news increase advertising to our media and every now the motivations may be debatable because you're going to have a journalist that will say no um in my sworn profession we are just here to tell the truth and there's the other angle too that oh this is very spicy news it needs to get out there and people need to you know read this kind of stuff from us so that it will bring advertisers it will bring more revenue for the business so motivations basically is in the heart of every man we cannot question everybody's motivation we probably will take what you you say to the public which of which he he claims that no he's looking at it as the truth and he wants to put it out there and now you see we are in a in a system where certain news platforms have been labeled as fake news and Mm it's been put out there and people don't even um you know people may may believe and not even doubt it and say yes this is not right and everything so what part of it do you think what is the thin line between you know something that's according to what the lawyer said he said it was salacious ugly and mean-spirited <laughs> i mean that's mean-spirited you're publishing you're publishing the fact that somebody had you know so somebody is having an intercourse with another person's wife and you put the video on your website you know so what's, what's the thin line I think the 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 thing is Gorka even amongst the 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 people that were interviewed, Gorka was seen as people that pushed the envelope beyond even the people that regularly used to push the envelope. More than TMZ. More than TMZ, they were wow. they were extreme. They were actually the people that were extreme. Their headlines were provocative, you know. And 
they sort of mentioned it that you know silicon valley had taken away most of the original revenue which is uh, classified ads you know classified and exclusive ads mm. so first so silicon valley had taken away all this money from them so for them to gain attraction they needed to put out true stories that maybe other people might not want to put out because this is the only place you get to read those stories now the thing is since that is the core of what your publication is it's legal for you to try and do it but in doing that in pushing out stories that most people don't want to come out Mm. you are going to step on toes and in stepping on toes you are going to have people that have the resources to shut down the story to fight you back yep. to fight you back through legal means yep. and in that that is the only angle and really why i i am not upset i actually feel that you know if i have the resources to stop something from being said i will try to stop it from being said it means there's not a fair playing field in the in the sphere of humanity because if it, it, then it, it's a it's a question of what the 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 law that is supposed to provide equity to every well, human well, being because well, we'll a, a poor man will not be able to a poor man, poor man that doesn't have my hair that's what that's that's the angle with which i see too because if we're talking that's about also the same thing because if yeah. a poor man then now if it was a poor man that slept with the lady and they, they just said okay we're looking for a regular let's put homeless man sleeps with popular it's not a story <laughs> it, it, it might be a story because maybe it's a homeless man and you know at that moment being homeless is something that's raining so because they have a headline with homeless in it people are now clicking on their website oh let's see what the homeless guy is doing and then the homeless guy is like hey you guys take that thing down i'm not happy with it and they're like you know we can do what we want because the press is free because the whole homeless man doesn't have the resources he yep. can't do anything about it unfortunately for them even though Hulk Hogan was kind of broke, he had a friend who had money. Yep. And so they went to court because, <laughs> you know, you, 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 who, who chooses the story that comes up? How many stories have you sent to publications? For example, the guy actually said that somebody sent him the story, that he has a tape. He's the editor-in-chief. The editor-in-chief. Yeah, editor editor yeah. yeah. How many stories did he not publish? Yeah. Don't they deserve, don't we know, don't, doesn't the public deserve to know those things? Or is it one person sitting down in an office that just decides what he feels is the truth? Yeah. Or what this what he feels should come out. That there is that there is now where I have a problem with people who overly defend the freedom of press. I have no problem with the press saying what they want to say. But as you said, you should be willing to accept whatever repercussion comes from. No matter the motives or the people that are bringing the repercussions. Because not all your stories are put out with the good of the people sometimes they're like okay this we have dirt on this person let's bring it out or sometimes they have dirt on somebody and they don't bring it out because it doesn't it goes against maybe their own board they have board of directors yeah they, they do that has set the ethos own, of the company yeah it goes against their own something so unfortunately hong kogan had a friend that was their enemy and he says now nah, these people are going down so he got them to remove the um, emotional damages part so that the all the liability will fall we'll on go the company. On, yeah. And the guy that actually even wrote the article, who was almost wondering that, okay, even though they're suing my company, why are they suing me? <laughs> you understand? They're and trying to make out, a statement. That, that, that's basically, yeah, I think that is the film. That's what the film really was trying to. Thiel. 
Yeah. The film, you know, it was a statement for Peter Thiel in that uh, aspect that, you know... If you mess with me, I'll take you down. One, if you mess with me, I'll take you down. Then two, you guys can't just come out and say what you like just because you have the power to do so. Do you think it was more of... You, do you think it was more of you guys can say what you like or i don't care what you guys say but if you mess with me i'm gonna get you like some real revenge um mission you know Peter a, mixture of both. A, a mixture of both or maybe oh i'm tired of these guys they just talk anyhow they just publish anyhow and everything maybe this freedom of press thing should be redefined i don't know but i think um i, I, it's just, <laughs> I don't I know think it's it's the law allows people to to pursue whatever they want to pursue as legally as possible and where you get a pushback if you feel you can push it through and create a new law fine if you feel you can't you hang there and that case is used to 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 hold it back for example the next major story they brought up in the film about um the adolescents who tried to who who was a major player in, the, in las vegas and he ended up buying a company yeah he bought off the company yeah he bought, he bought off a company that you know that had been writing bad things about about him. him he sent one funny guy there to go and tell people that okay this is how it is and they're like okay who owns us now and the guy was like it doesn't matter who owns you just do your stuff they're like how can we do our stuff when we don't know what the boss wants or what the boss is trying to say and then they now dig deep and they're like you know what we're going to find out this story and we're going to be the ones that publish it then another father that is the guy that they normally attack the most that bought off the company. And so now, what do you do? If your owner says, don't write about me, you can't write about him. You can't write about him. You can't publish about him. Are you trying to get yep. fired? So yep. it boils down to money. I mean, even a media entity that wants to sell to somebody that has the right numbers to buy them up, he said the shareholders could not refuse if I'm correct. That is what yeah. he told them. Something that yeah. the shareholders could not. So it, it shows that, okay, we we have different professions now and mm-hmm. the question is what is the primary motivation in a place like nigeria i say oh the primary motivation to get into politics is because there's money in politics okay if it's only service a lot of people we're not getting there what is the motivation to become you know like a, a pilot maybe i like it i like it it sounds like fun i mean i like the fact that you know deal with all those complex software in the machine why am i trying to be a nurse i'm trying to save people i, I mean i have this heart to you know care for people and all that and you swear certain kind of boats what prompts people into journalism you set up a media company now now if my own my own idea about this whole thing is that if it's all about the money then we are looking at a situation whereby we are in the wrong profession then because i mean if 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 there is a motivation primarily like primarily to report events that happen out there and push them out into the public which it has been said that freedom of the press is a major kind of control for democracy. And mm-hmm. then you say, oh, no, um, it's about money. So certain kind of people can pay me certain kind of money. And then I can really sell off my entity. They can use this platform and publish whatever they want to publish. It doesn't matter to me. I'm out. I have cashed out. So it becomes, it appears to be like, a money system and one thing i have to say about it it also just regurgitates my my think you know the whole um uh, mosaic fonseca that we did when we talked yeah, about the laundromat, you know, the laundromat. The laundromat. laundromat. i mean i mean he said that um, i used to be a lawyer for the meek but after a while <laughs> i got tired of <laughs> 
to put it plainly the bs and i yeah. decided to become a lawyer for the not for the so, so meek and thereby transitioning from where you are to where you want to be i look at what's happening in nigeria with you know an adam soshomole who was an activist and everything and you know fighting for 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 the workers rights and the whole transition to the pictures we see on the internet now and how so how do people mutate have we come to the point whereby we have lost hope in the common man now and it's as if oh look everybody just has I, to find a way to get ahead for himself because there's no hope for that. the for the common man maybe you should just be one of the peter tills that can think, buy off yeah. the companies instead of complaining and sitting down and carrying placard and standing in front of the white house and hitting the streets maybe you should just use that energy and strive and be like a a, a peter till a jeff bezos so that anybody that wants to mess with you you have the financial power to me now does the, all these things i said does it sound right no because the tenements of justice should also provide for the common man but it appears that there are some inconsistencies or there are certain things that seem to work in paper but when you bring all these things into the the the, the sphere the, the 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 playground of the law and the space then it doesn't really it doesn't really the, pan out the very basic i think the very basic and the very primal my very basic and primal understanding of of these things is the world has always been a case of survival of the fittest well or the strong the strong will survive or you know control everything Darwinism. So, darwinism <laughs> yeah so how do you define strength usually maybe military strength or or physical strength if, if you're looking at an individual or money now when you mentioned uh, the the reasons why people become journalists i am not so sure maybe because i'm using myself here i'm not so sure that so many people are driven to expose the truth to others i feel that people some of the people that go into journalism go into journalism for power because the person who is the keeper of secrets or the knower of truths is a very powerful person in society and with that power you can trade it for influence you can use it to affect many things and eventually become wealthy now in becoming wealthy you obviously create alliances you create friendships you create networks that you are going to be beholden to once you get to that stage you get limited i don't think there's any wealthy now there are lots of media companies that have gotten to a point where they have so many um, subsidiaries and so many companies that are now a huge mega corporation and once you get to that size you have you know alliances you have people you are beholden to you have um, bases you have political establishments that you have a connection with it is only natural to expect that most of what they put out is going to be in favor of one thing or the other and now so because they have those biases even though they are spitting out what we can call facts we can't necessarily say that the truth because they're being interpreted for their own favor as we can tell in american politics at the moment that there's a clear divide between those the media companies that support trump and the media companies that are the democratic party so at what point does the person that owns the media company stick to pushing 
the truth. The the real issue is once you get to that level, once you become powerful and rich, I think you lose you lose you can't ob- objectively stay in the middle, be in the center. I doubt that there's any pure centrist news uh because everybody has what they believe in. It's human why human beings we all have what we believe in. And if there's a collective belief in a, in a group or in an entity, it is going to affect how they say the truth. And that's where governments come in. Governments come in to balance balance society. Okay, we're allowing people to become wealthy and because they're wealthy, they have power and influence. How do we mitigate that? So we do social reforms, we do all those things. But in the end, it all trickles down to the fact that is the people that have power, the people that are on top, that can get what they want, or they can push their views. If Peter Thiel was not someone who had the resources he had, he couldn't have been able to fight Gorka. Now, Gorka necessarily didn't push out a lie. In fact, they didn't push out a lie. They don't push out information that that Terry was Bola, there. That was there. That, that, that was there. It was there. Bolo didn't want to be put out. But he now, was going but, around telling people about it. Uh, Hokoka <laughs> was going around telling people about it. <laughs> Terry Bolo was, was not going around saying, hey, I'm oh, Terry. Oh and my I have God. a 10 inch this and that. <laughs> I'm just trying to stay with the law. Based uh, on the law, the okay. law says that this is what it was. You yeah. know, yeah. I, as I stated at the beginning, it might be possible that I may be completely biased about this because I, I, uh, I think we all we all have our percentage of um, you know bias. I feel that sometimes <laughs> the media goes a bit too far. Now, on one hand, I'm almost supporting Peter Thiel. On the other hand, I'm not supporting the other guy because the other guy bought up a company that didn't say things he liked. I'm like, okay, well, legally you're allowed to buy a company, so he bought it off for reasons best known to him. The reasons why I press to buy the company. It's nobody's business so that's the law and again that's the law in america it favors wealthy people being able to do things if they can pass the legal framework can pass the legal requirements so the person at the bottom ends up getting played or getting for want of a better term screwed now yeah. what do you do as a corporation yes as a media site you have a right to say things you have a right to frame articles a certain way. Gorka themselves, there are many articles that they had where they called people fat. They said, oh, there's somebody they said that was so fat, then I put up a picture of this guy from Star Star Wars, Jabba the Hutt, beside the person. Yeah. yeah. You understand? Now, we're in a world now that there's something called fat shaming. You're not yeah. allowed to call people fat. Yeah. So now, Gorka did this. Don't they have a right to call people fat? Yeah. Where where do we draw the line now? That people that will attack Gorka because they say, oh, that is fat shaming. If I come on stage and I'll say that Oprah Winfrey is fat, they'll say, oh, I'm fat shaming or something like that. But Gorka said the same thing and they got away with it because they said it about someone we wanted to hear maybe nasty stuff about. So yeah. it's, it's a slippery slope. It's a really slippery slope. Exactly. Right now, my only dog in the fight is if you can throw the punch, you should be able to take the punch coming back. 
yeah it, it's a question reason. of it is a question of what kind of punch do you want to throw that will not be yeah. defined as salacious ugly and mean-spirited just because yeah. somebody with money in his pocket somewhere does not like it but is it the truth yes and now based on all of that under this whole um, umbrella now the media has been labeled as liars and they don't tell the truth meanwhile people are doing things that are that should be reported i mean we're living in a world where things should be reported but now they are not getting reported or you know it's being reported but a great number of people out there will not believe it because it is um it's it has been labeled as um fake news and i think now there's something going on on social media which is another platform to that i foresee a future if we are not there already that will be controlled but they seem to have this whole middle ground thing whereby you know you say if you put something up on on twitter and we fact check it and it's not real we're going to label it as um um as um something that is false of which they are doing they are even doing it to they've been doing it they do it to to um, donald trump they do it to any anything you put out there like all those people who put things like um that seems to be you know that has not been fact checked but it also comes it also boils down to somebody is going to set up these parameters a human being will make these decisions because you see the law there is law of thermodynamics there is law that controls machines but we're talking about machines an atom plus and minus it behaves in certain ways it's constant but when we are dealing with human beings and biasness Goka published a um, did a publication about um, a family that wanted to take their child off life support for some kind of um, reason yeah. like that and the lawyer for that case later became a judge and the thing entered her hands mm-hmm. do you you see that kind of thing because she felt like i mean these people why are they publishing she already had her own bias Okay. I mean, we are talking about Judge Amy Comey Barrett now that wants to become the the new the new judge of some. She has written articles already about Roe v. Wade, <laughs> and so we already know the the result is that it's not it's not a question of we want to answer before Congress or not. We already know once this thing comes out and they push it to the Supreme Court, we already know how you're going to rule. It's not it has nothing to do with what the tenements of the law says. But yeah, I but think that's, eventually but that's the funny thing. it does it, it will boil down because thing. I make the decision. The funny thing is, the funny thing is we, even though we have an idea of how we rule, if you remember when we watched um, the movie of, of about RBG, yeah, three of out of the three uh, justices on on the bench, two were people that they expected not to go in her favor. Mm-hmm. You understand? But she argued her case. And she eventually, even the person that was supposedly on her side seemed to be the one. He even asked her the toughest question. And based on how she responded towards this, they won. They won the judgments. Yeah. So even though we have an idea of how Barrett might might go, based yeah. on the fact that maybe she probably feels the Roe v. Uh, ruling what it went in the wrong way, there's the possibility that they might bring the proper arguments based on the culture of now into the course and they will and it will be upheld well whatever the, the where wherever that goes i don't know i just cited um amy coney barrett as an example with the judge that yeah. actually ruled against him um, um, um gorka because she actually had had her personal experience 
with uh, with Goka, and you know, it just goes to tell tell you for me, my the way I see that is that sometimes this whole legalese and academia that people put out there and they speak all these jargons and the simple-minded may not be able to comprehend exactly what is being said i'm just saying that it still boils down to a world of people engineering you know thermodynamics we're talking about machines they are constant human beings in other words are very dynamic it, it all behoves on who is there. Who is going to make a decision about this thing? Who is going to make that decision that publish this thing, don't publish this thing? Who is going to make the decision about, okay, I want to sell my company? All our motives are different. And a huge question, which I really see, because one of the questions we can't even answer in this conversation or maybe anywhere is, what really motivates journalism? Is it greed? Is it money? Is it is because I don't know that you know, I don't know that people just feel oh, I just want to report this thing. I don't know how. Maybe it's because I'm not a journalist. I don't know how that feels. But it could be something that takes for some people, and that's basically what they want to do. They watch TV, they see talking heads on TV, and say, oh, I just want to be like that guy. I just want to be reporting stuff on TV and um, see exactly how that goes with their lives. And I feel we are all entitled to grow up to be what we want to become, and that is fine. But um, well, I think, you know, like I said before, this film is, is inexhaustible. It pretty much links to most of the things that we talk about. And, you know, most yeah. of the times when you delve into the area of documentaries, we're talking about multiple stories encapsulated yeah. into one, trying to bring out one complete thesis or throughout a question out there that will make you actually question a lot of things, which I feel that um, this film actually did. And um, it was a good recommendation. And um, I think we'll just leave it at that for this particular yeah. conversation. I think it was a good one. And, dude, nice one. Until the next one. Love and light. All right. Love and light. Thank you for listening to today's episode of our podcast. You can follow our different social media platforms on Twitter and Facebook as we post the movies that we are going to discuss in the future. So it gives you a chance to watch it before we get to the podcast. And here's a sneak preview of what to expect next week. And how Benny Madoff, that became his talent and his cause. He was able to elicit from people. And you know, a lot of people believed him and he was trustworthy. And that is one skill that you need to, you know, hone in order to be able to build relationships, in order to be able to um be more productive with people you need to be able to listen that's next week thank you for listening remote talkative's podcast is available on spotify google podcasts apple podcasts and most places you get your podcast until next time have a great watch <laughs>